this week on the Roommate Podcast. And practicing with somebody's heart just sounds really bad when you say it out loud, right? Because essentially, if you're dating without in serious intentions of marriage, you're practicing with people's hearts. Like you mean like hanging out? I mean like not like dating, like like hanging like hanging out as a friend. Yeah. Then do friend stuff. <laughs> like, what are friend stuff? Do what? I'm I'm not sex. Well, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Not yeah, slapping yeah. cheeks. Just cross that one. <laughs> <laughs> now that. Yes, yeah, slapping <laughs> cheeks. <laughs> slapping <laughs> cheeks. <laughs> <is> so <hilarious. laughs> All right. <laughs> You're slapping cheeks. So what I'm saying is. Give your hands to yourself. <laughs> Right. We learned at the third grade, man. Keep your hands to yourself, man. And so, if you do not, if you do not want, you you just can't practice. And that's essentially oh what you're God. doing when you're dating. And this is why a lot of the younger younger generation are getting hurt because they are practicing on each other and wondering why they got broken hearts. Yo, what's good, world? It's your boy, Afi. Chris, the star of the show, baby. Yes, yes, yes. And welcome to The Roommates, a worldwide community of individuals united on the values of becoming holistic health, kindness, togetherness, and a thirst for knowledge. Mm, also known as the best hour of your week, where you are. Entertained like a stand-up. Educated like a TED Talk. And enlightened like a sermon. Brew. And mm, mm, mm. we have... I see, you. I see you got some new gear on you. I see you got some new gear as well. Hey, man. I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to step my swag up. You know yes, what I mean? yes, yes, guys. We have a brand new sponsor. This episode of The Roommates is brought to you by the one and only Manscaped. Yes, guys. Manscaped is a waist grooming and hygiene service in which you can get some really, really, really amazing dope products such as a lawnmower 2.0, some really fantastic cologne, and a ton of great grooming kits for down there. Well, I mean down there. I mean down there, ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You have a lawnmower. I mean, it's some, you know, some fancy clippers. Nice, you know, size. So it can get get in between the cre- crevices. You know what I mean? Rechargeable, waterproof. That means you can use it in the shower, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I have tried it. It's a different experience when you're using the shower outside the shower. Amen? Amen. Amen. And guys, you already know it's... um beach season you know what i mean in case you guys wanted to go to europe and put on a speedo oh my god you, you can def- you you could design it you can put like a nike sign down there you can do all kinds of what you want just <laughs> nike sign is <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> you can do anything yes guys so if you're wearing a speedo or a nice you know swimsuit you don't want to have the bush bavarian down there so make sure <laughs> there we go <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that you don't Fellas, want that we gotta groom yes it's yes, the perfect yes. tool for your family jewels. Ooh, I like that one. And ladies, you know what? Maybe there's a gentleman in your life. Okay. Maybe a, a brother or a, a father. <laughs> whoa, oh, whoa, is what it Father's Day? I know that was ridiculous. <laughs> it is Father's just, Day coming up. It just passed. Oh yeah, it's, oh, we got But hey, it. a late Father's Day gift. <laughs> well, that'd be a crazy. That gift, would be bro. a crazy. Hey, father, <laughs> I've been seeing some things when you've been laying on the couch. Yeah. And I, because I love you, I'm going to give you something. Actually, just let the sons do it. Daughters, yeah. don't give your yeah. father. Don't that's give ridiculous. it to your dad. Yeah, that's too much. But let's say, you know, <laughs> brother, would a brother be a comfortable? Yeah, I think. I, 
if I love you. Me, if I love you, if I care. If I care. Yeah, if, if they care, you know, something that you, you really, really like. Ain't just loving this ad. <laughs> so, guys, make sure you go ahead and go to manscaped.com. Use the offer code roommates and you get 20% off and free shipping. So and free. Free shipping. Amen. So, that is manscaped.com. Use the offer code roommates. The link is in the description below and it's 20% off and free shipping. I love it. We love you, Manscaped. Now, Good old, good old Patreon. Good old, good old Patreon. Our Guys, family. you want to do it or want me to do it? You got it, boy. Sure. I'll just sit here. <laughs> so guys remember Patreon is our worldwide community That we created for you guys to connect Build, network, love, serve one another Like I said the podcast Our conversation on Monday Whatever it is on Thursdays Like the bottom, well the top tip of the iceberg And 90% of our what we're really trying to do Is build relationships, connect with people And yep. build community So guys make sure if you are not in the Patreon community Please be on there, connect, connect, connect That link is in the description below as well Amen We'll and see you on Thursday. We'll also see you guys on Thursday. Before we go there. I'm ready. You ready? You ready. I'm ready. We have a special, 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 special. Oh, don't do all that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do all a that. Special guest. We <laughs> nah. are really excited about bringing on the show. We actually met him this year. We did. And we met him on tour. Yeah, we did. And tour Life Baby. Tour Life Baby. <laughs> and this... uh. Not guess. I'm sorry. How rude of me. Roommate. A new roommate. Let's go. Yes. This this man is somebody who, when we were on live, sorry Ace. <laughs> when, when, we were, when we were on live, a lot of people were complaining about the lack of good men in society. That is true. And I said the reason that I feel like there's so many people frustrated is because we spend so much time focusing on the wrong and the negative and who's doing bad, and we don't give enough spotlight to those who are doing good. I agree. So, I guys, concur. in lieu of that, I want to bring to you a stand-up gentleman. He said he can hoop. I mean. <laughs> but we're going to find mean, out this weekend. I mean. I mean. <laughs> Somebody we really, really value, respect, the one, the only ace metaphor. Welcome to the show. What's going on, roommates? What's going on? Yo. Happy to be here. Yeah, Happy to be here. Thank you for the hospitality. Nah, thank you so much for coming out. I know it's a little bit late. I'm gonna have to get hooked up with that uh, manscaping. Yes, yes. Hey, man. He yes. said the lawnmower. It seems like some heavy hey, artillery. It's, nah, it's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we was just down there on South Beach, so okay. you know, yeah, definitely yeah. understand the yes. situation mm -hmm. needs to be handled. You, got, you so, gotta handle the situation. It's important thing. So yes, sir. Um, shout out to great sponsors you guys have. Oh, look at you. <laughs> they are great sponsors. <laughs> so. Ace, for the people who don't know who you are, can you give us a bit of an elevator pitch synopsis, who you are, what you do, and all that jazz? Well, my name is Ace Metaphor, and I am a international spoken word artist and um, motivational speaker. But I always like to describe myself as just a guy with the camera. Mm -hmm. I'm an ordinary person, just had the courage to pull out his camera and tell my story. I meditate out loud, and I really don't care who likes, don't like, listen, or don't listen, because it's something I enjoy. Um, so if you see me somewhere on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, hopefully you just be like, that's somebody just being himself. And so, um, at Ace Metaphor is where you can follow me, but specialize in like more relationship, self-growth, self-love thing than how we can dictate, um, and take control of our lives. So that's in a nutshell what I do. What made you want to get into that space? Man, nothing at okay. all. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I really believe that everybody has some type of calling on their life, and you don't know when and where it would happen. Honestly, for me, it was me sitting on Taco Tuesday. That's a staple in my life now. Okay, tacos yeah. are life for me. Tacos. Chicken or beef? 
shrimp. <laughs> shrimp. Now that's a, so so basically I started off as a poet and I would do um No, you good. No, good. Act like act like you don't hear. Okay. I told her I would call you back. <laughs> it's getting ridiculous around here, dog. <laughs> so basically in a nutshell, um I started off um like as a poet and I would just do poems on stages or whatever, but I never had any inclination to say you know what i want to start doing random videos on the internet and reaching nor did i think that this could make it as far as it did but it's an testament to just trying new things and getting outside of your comfort zone it's a lot of people's dreams that are just outside of their fingertips but they don't want to get up off the couch to go get it mm -hmm. and so i was walking back from it was a cafe in dayton ohio called delish cafe i just had a margarita had some taco to you know tacos at taco you tuesday a, a girl there. What's and name? literally <laughs> literally took out my phone yeah and for whatever reason, I don't know why, and I always think it's some type of divine correction and saying, you know what, this is the course I want you on, Ace. Put out my phone, literally pressed the button and said, before you let a man sweep you off your feet, be sure he's prepared to catch you when you fall. You might be too much woman for him or something like that. I literally posted it, not thinking nothing of it. Woke up the next day, got a million views. Wow. And it's, and it's that's why I say it's almost like it's not something that, I wanted to get into, but I felt like it was something that was a responsibility to me. It was a responsibility to me to um, not ignore what I felt was a calling for my life. You know what I'm saying? And it's just the biggest slap in your face. I mean, go that way. And that's, so that's exactly what, that's probably going to be loud for y'all, my bad. No, I mean, it is, we, 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 yeah. have, we have material. We so, right. <laughs> but, so that's why I got into this is, is basically because I felt like this is the direction I'm supposed to go. I'm, I feel happier walking in this direction than I did in my previous life. For people that don't know, I was an RE and I worked at a hospital. It was pretty cool, but this is a lot happier for me. So That's dope. Mm -hmm. That's dope. I like that. I like that how I feel like a lot of people kind of are stuck in that nine to five space and kind of yep. how you were able to navigate and find a new passion that I, I really feel like suits you. You're an entertainer <laughs> by heart, you know? So I think it's really, really dope that you were able to free yourself from that rat race trap. Man, it, it was a lot. Now, let me tell you something. I miss my coworkers. If my coworkers is watching me, I told y'all, y'all, you know what I'm saying? I'm on a roommate's podcast now. I made it. <laughs> I told y'all it was going to work. <laughs> but nah, it's weird though. It's weird. Cause when I see people from the old job, I think they all think I got fired. Um, like, so how how's things going for you? Wait, yeah. send you around the hospital. I'm like, well, you know, I'm doing my own thing now. They're like, ah, yeah, oh yeah, you need something. Yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah. good, y'all. Yeah. So yeah, that's how it is. Nah, that's that's dope, and um, that's funny because I I kind of get that the same way when you're kind of in that entrepreneurial space, and yeah. then you meet all the other people. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, y'all creatives, man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so one of the reasons why was uh we really wanted to bring you on the show is because we've been seeing a lot of conversations in the uh, comments, comments. Oh man, in the. Uh, Timelines. Oh my oh, God! Man, it's all Don't get place. on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter is ridiculous, especially uh, Chris's timeline. He, he finds a lot of. Uh, I, I find a lot of negativity <laughs> when it comes to, to males. Yeah. Oh man. It's oh like, man. It's yeah. a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, so and one of the things that we were seeing is this new word. It's kind of like it popped out of nowhere. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I don't know when it came out, but then when it came out, it was out. And uh, it's a French word. 
and it's a um, fuckboy. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I don't know yeah. where the French came from. That was not in pre-production at all. But we're going to roll with it. We're going to let Hafiz roll uh, with it because I have no idea where they came from. Shout out to my French people. I'm no, from, you know how they said, like, excuse my French and they use a profanity. Oh, you said, you said it came from, like, I thought you Oh, I like, see what you did okay, there. Yeah, see, I, I see know, what you did okay, there. Okay, I, people, people, I see <laughs> what you did there. Okay, Excuse my French. Okay, I, I see okay. what you, you didn't did say that. there. I know, but I was playing on words. That's why I said it's a French word. Because they say, excuse my French, and they say a cuss word, meaning that it's a word in French. Okay. See? Is that true? Come on, man. Not Come on, man. Man. I, I see <laughs> what you was doing. I see nobody saying not in their hair yet, but it's okay. I see what you was doing. So, it's all right. My, my, my people. My people picked it up. <laughs> so, fuck boy, F boy, whatever, whatever uh-huh. it may be. I've seen that word used around. And I actually, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like... I saw that somewhere in one of your bios or one of your videos you were talking yeah, about yeah, that yeah, yeah. in regards to your life. Yeah. And you were saying how you were a reformed F-boy. Yeah, yeah. What would you say is the definition of a F-boy? Well, I, uh, there's two different types. Okay. One, oh, one, one I <laughs> feel like is the most obvious type. That is the person whose intentions are, are super cynical. Their intentions is to be hurtful, deceptive. Their intentions is just to get something used or whatever the case may be. Those are the people that lie, cheat, steal, um, wear King's clothing, even though they're a wolf underneath it. Mm. Those people, though, are normally easier to spot. So I normally never talk about those particular people. You can tell a grimy motherfucker by just mm. sort of how they feel, how they the, how they converse. Um, that person that asks you, send me a pic. You ain't even <laughs> learned that person's name yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know her name yeah. is Sarah, yeah. but you want to see the tie-ties. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, those people, those, yeah, those people are more obvious, you know yeah, what I'm saying, yeah. to, to spot. So I normally, I, I want to give men and women more credit to know, okay, those are the low-quality men um, and our women, but we're talking about boys right now, but low-quality men that have no intentions but to waste your time and to just get something that's not you holistically out of this situation without giving much. The ones I talk about, though, are the most dangerous kind, and those Mm. are the good guys with fuckboy tendencies. Mm. And the reason why I say it's super dangerous because these are the ordinary, hardworking guys that do outwardly what it seems is right they say the right things they they have qualifications mm-hmm. they have a job they have a crib they have things going on for themselves but that gives them the power now because they know maybe they're more rare mm-hmm. there is less of them that now they can sneak talk to more people they're, they're maybe can talk well so yeah. when I say I used to be a form of fuckboys because I was a poet. Mm. You couldn't really. Oh I'm a God. conversationalist. Oh, so now I, can, I just need one line. So, <laughs> give me one that be like, oh, um, pain is gone. <laughs> <laughs> so like I used to like oh, some of my him. poems. Yeah, some of my poems used to okay. be like, like um, I want to kiss you so long that your mind says so long to those hope for thoughts those boys left when they did you so wrong. Here now lays the lips of your king. Kiss them and differentiate between what a man really is and what a man really ain't. So some shit like that. <laughs> but like I used to do all that, right? <laughs> and so I used to do poetry. Um, obviously, I went to college right after high school, so I was a RM pretty early. So I was making pretty decent money for a 21-year-old. I lived on my own. And outwardly, you would see that I had everything, quote unquote, a woman would desire from a man, but I was hurt inside. Mm. And I didn't want nobody to know that. 
So how did I handle my hurt? Instead of addressing the issues, taking a time out from dating, what I would do is because I was lonely, I didn't want to go to a woman and say, hey, I'm lonely. Because again, I was hurt, broken, and had a hint at what I would call a little bit of toxic masculinity. I didn't want to be vulnerable. So instead, when I was lonely, what I would do is I would be in the company of women. And that would be in a sexual nature because that was the only way that I can experience some type of intimacy. Exotic cutting. But I, I, though, had my desire fulfilled or my vice, what I would yeah. call it a vice or a distraction, whereas she may have thought she was given a gift to me in order to get us closer to being in something more serious when that wasn't the case. And so that's why I said the most dangerous type is that boy inside a man's body. And I feel like we all sort of have had or have that. But when we allow that little boy that maybe hasn't healed from something or that that grown man that has some hurt, but don't handle it like an adult, which is facing it um, head on, but leave it back and put a carpet over it. Um, what we do is a lot of times we handle our insecurities with women. Nothing makes you feel validated for a moment like a sexual encounter with a woman or a compliment from a woman. Maybe if you have these three or four or five different women that likes you and gives you compliments every day, maybe now you'll feel better about yourself. And that's what I was doing because I had gotten out of a previous relationship I didn't heal from. I had family issues. I couldn't talk to my family. It was a lot of diff different things. So now I'm going out, filling my life, filling my way through life with my eyes closed and damaging hearts in the process. So those, I think, if you had asked me when I was 21 or 22 or 23 or 24, was I a fuck boy? Or we probably didn't have that term back in the day. I would say, no, I thought I was a good guy because I wouldn't lie in. Mm. I would say I didn't lie to her. Mm. But I felt I, I used so many different words, tricks, and was so evasive with the truth that technically, if you, I was, I was lying. Or I would say, well, I told her my intentions. So now this is her choice. Mm -hmm. But then that's me being irresponsible. So that's why I said there's so many people that have felt boy tendencies that are quote unquote good guys. And I say quote unquote because on paper they're good guys. And those are the people um, that women and men alike should watch out for. So that's what I was, I would say. Hmm. You want to go? You want me to go? Okay. I'm trying to break down like the difference between the good guy who has bad habits mm -hmm. versus the intentional fuckboy. So if there's a guy that he's hurting, mm -hmm. right? And like you said in that situation at 21, what, and just like to go to the women mm -hmm. first so they can help them out. What are some of the things that you manipulated or lied or whatever that you told women that, you know, to get what you wanted so you can identify that first um, and then we can go from like, you know, into deeper stuff. Good morning, beautiful. Mm. Ain't the, the simple life. things like that. The simple things. It is the simple things that matter. And it, it is not, I mean, any. It, if you're really good at being deceptive, you understand that. Most people are able to do the big things semi-right. That's not how you get the girl. It's the text messages. It's the being interested in what she likes. It's, um... The quality time outside of sexual things. It's holistically valuing her as a person. But then when you put on all that work, when you don't have any intentions 
to take it further to another level to to um, make something out of this relationship now you're just wasting her time and you're giving her valid reasons to feel like i should give him my time so you're not it ain't like she can look at you and be like i'm wasting my time and shit mm -hmm. and so if you know inside your heart and this is the and this is the point i want to make that's why I said good guys will fuck boy tendencies, because inside that man's heart, he really believes he's doing the right thing. And um, biblically speaking, it talks about the hardest treacherous who can know it. And I believe it Jeremiah says 17, that. Yeah, yeah, I believe it says that because the heart can be deceptive. Yeah. And sometimes we deceive ourselves in believing we're doing the right things. So I would say, you know what? I'm not like these other guys are just using her. I genuinely care about her. But yet I'm keeping her from being able to explore other options because I'm being a good guy superficially. But inside, I know I don't want her and I know she just left and another one's coming. Mm -hmm. And so that is the things that I, and so that kind of answer your question. Ladies, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. I ain't even going to lie to you. I wish I could tell you that there was easy ways to kind of point this person out. That's why I feel like it's really important to have a sharpened sense of intuition and discernment you have to be able to discern and listen to if you are a spiritual person listen to that guidance or or, or that 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 direction that's whispering to your conscience um if you have older people um that you that you can count on a spiritual advisor or a mom or a grandma to know what they're talking about seek seek those people because sometimes you can't see things for black it's not like you see a red flag it's just like the energy is off. And sometimes we like it's a passing moment like, oh, well, maybe that was. Just, no, you really have to dive into that energy, something hitting you the wrong way and be like, hold on. Why did I feel that? Because that could have been God tapping your shoulder and be like, hey, something ain't going on here. You got to be able to listen and, and dive in and then also um, ask the right questions. I mean, hell. And I, we, we had a debate on my um, Instagram page, but I felt like it was. It's interesting to bring up now. I was like, when you go on a date, ask, why is this man here? You know, and men to women, ask, why is this woman here? Now, the question I would ask is, are you looking for a potential partner, a marriage mate? That, that's not saying this is for all the, because there's going to be a lot of immature people. That's going to scare somebody off. Good. <laughs> you want to know that the person that's on the date, if you're looking for a potential partner, is on a date to look for a partner with you. It's like a man has readied himself and said, you know what? I'm ready to find a wife now. That's why I'm dating. So he comes to the date and he says, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to find a marriage mate. He doesn't know it's you, but he's on a date to see if you are her. And so asking the right questions, I feel like is important. But a lot of times people get led on because they never ask where they were going. You just got in the car and you let somebody drive. Get in the car and be like, hey, where are we going? And so I think that is one thing that you can do. Ask the right questions. But honestly, um, it's just looking at the little things. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, the heart is the teeth when desperately sick. And... As a, as a guy, I feel like I was definitely in that period, you know, going through a lot of breakup, heartaches, whatever you want to call it. And it took multiple ways for me to really deceive how deceptive my heart was. Mm -hmm. Whether it was a girl telling me, whether it was, you know, something biblical in a verse or, you know, the Lord speaking to me. Or with either friends, like, you know, Big O, you going crazy right now. You running around. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are some of the, like, how did you find out that your heart was deceitful during that time of hurt? Cause it didn't heal. It didn't heal. 
relationship, situationship after situationship, I still felt hurt. And I would blame other people. I would say it was her, 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 her. her. But it wasn't until I took a deep look in myself to be like, no, it it, it isn't everybody else. It's me. And nobody wants to do that. Well, walk us through that deep process. That deep process is saying, you know what? I'm getting sick of bumping my head. I'm getting sick of getting in a situation where I can't give, I can't trust, I can't open up. And I would always blame her. I would say, well, she's just not the one because if she was, I'd be able to open up to her. But no, that's an internal battle that I have to fight. And with maturity comes that growth. Like you have to grow to the point where you realize that it's not everybody else's fault. Maybe I'm not the reason I was initially hurt. But 10 years later, if I haven't healed, I'm the reason I haven't healed. I'm I'm the reason at that point because I didn't do the work. Just like I wanted to go accomplish this goals and accomplish this goal, healing from past hurt is something that we have to make a goal and make daily contributions to making that happen. Just like we watch basketball and football and learn this character and that character from that show, we need to learn ourselves. We need to look ourselves in the mirror. We need to tell ourselves that we're going to be there for us. And people don't do that. So I would say my growth took um, a leaps and bounds, especially when I started doing these videos, because now it gave me a reason to meditate. Like I said at the beginning, I don't do these videos for other people. I do it because it forces me to think about hypotheticals and it forces me to look at things in my past and grow as a person. Um, I believe a lot of times I, I look at, I'm just now capable of having a fruitful relationship and it's because I've let go of things. How long do you think that took? A while. How long was a while? My last relationship, I was 21. I'm about to be 30 now. Hmm. Not, so I would say eight or nine years. And that's why I said people think healing is a snap your finger. People are like, I've, I've been out of this relationship for six months and I just, <laughs> I'm like, okay, listen, man. You got to think about it. I want a lifelong relationship with somebody. You know what I'm saying? It, it, compare that lifelong relationship to a lifelong lucrative career. You want to be a doctor, but you don't want to do doctor work. You don't want to go to doctor school. You don't want to do residency for eight shout years. Shout out to the doctors out there. Yeah, shout out to them. But you don't want to do that, right? But you want doctor pay. <laughs> yeah. So the same is true. People want to heal, but they don't want to take the time necessary to heal. They don't want to get a doctorate in healing because you think you're supposed to heal. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes it takes work. It takes four years, not four years, but fig- just give me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. follow the metaphor. I'll, 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 I'll. It takes that four years of getting to know who you are, exploring what you like and what you don't like. Don't think but just because you live in your body, you know you. You don't know you like that if you haven't tried new things. Sometimes you think you like this, but you ain't tried that yet. You know what I mean? And then also perfecting, you know, the art of conversation, perfecting, perfecting how to be a giving person and a true truly given person not a person that just gives expecting things to be given in return but somebody that gives out of the joy of doing that being a kind spirited person and then diving into previous relationships that ask why it didn't work and not just blame the other person look back and say you know what i was part of this team and the team failed now we can all point fingers and say well you took all the shots so that's why we lost (laughs) but i would never do that outwardly we win and we lose as a team. So there was things that I contributed, no matter how big or small, that I have to address and fix so that this doesn't happen again. And that takes not only realizing and applying, but also making these things habits and part of your character now. And that, and then solidifying as your character. 
And that takes more for some people than six months or a year. And for me, it took nine years because, you know, honestly, I wanted to make sure that when I got into my next relationship, it was my last relationship. Um, so, yeah, I could have gotten to one previous to that, but I wouldn't have been confident I had the tools to maintain it. Hmm. He's good. <laughs> How are you doing? Um, something that you said a while back stood out to me. And before we move forward, I want to take a step backwards and, and ask and kind of dive into that point that you brought up. So one of the things that you shared was that you felt like part of the F boy tendencies was you had a desire to do good in your mind, mm -hmm. but it was doing more harm than good to the woman. Yeah. And I kind of, I'm kind of uh, on the fence with that. And I, and I, I'm interested to hearing what you think because not anymore, <laughs> but before. <laughs> but, but before, like, I I was in a similar point where it was like, in complete honesty, it's like, as a guy, you can only be around guys for so long. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then eventually you need some feminine energy, you know, to... No, add some diversity to you know to your right. life, right, right. and so there'll be <laughs> <laughs> diversity. You know, diversify your portfolio. Oh head my ass. gosh! Let me I need a new recipe. <laughs> head a new workout routine. <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> I gotta make fun of you sometimes. I know you do, but uh, you know, so I, you know, so you obviously want female company because you know, obviously, we as men want female company. But what I'm getting from you is that you were saying that even though I knew with the girls, they wouldn't be in a relationship because I was doing the quote unquote relationship type things. I was leading her on and I was promising things with my actions that my words were kind of conflicting. Yeah. And and I just think it's a vice versa thing. And, and I think we all have to be careful about that. It's like. You may say, okay, I don't want a relationship, but if your actions are saying and screaming otherwise, then that's problematic. Even the person that says, I want a relationship, but your actions are screaming otherwise, that's also problematic. You have to find somebody that do and say the same thing. But also, you got to remember that even though you are saying, okay, this person is on the same page as me. You know what I'm saying? This person is on the same page. Um, they may only be acting as if they only want a platonic friends with benefits and are this type of they may be only acting because they know that that's what you want and a person that genuinely cares about you will do that a person that cares about you and don't want to scare you off will act as if they're okay with just here and there because they think eventually they may get into a space in your heart and that's why i said those good guys with fuckboy tendencies can play on that Subconsciously, even even you, if I'm sorry for cutting you off. Do you feel like the intention matters, or do you feel like just that action alone, regardless of your intentions were are facetious or not, is still bad? Well, I mean, it depends because if even your intentions can be innocent because you're ignorant of what you're doing, but you shouldn't be ignorant. You should be responsible with how you give your time, how you use your energy, and make sure it's for the betterment of other people also. And that's the part about being selfless. You got you really got to be selfless so that you know that you're not using other people for your gratification, for your embitterment at the detriment of theirs. If that makes sense. I don't want to get too deep, but no, no, man, we, we can go. Ahead we can and go pull deep. out the shovels. Yeah, <laughs> we can pull out the. No, and this is good. And so, 
Damn, I guess. Do you feel like I want to go back to where we were at previously, but still on this point? So, do you feel like guys who are not ready to be in relationships should not even be, like date women at all? Unless, I mean, practicing with somebody's heart just sounds really bad when you say it out loud, right? Because essentially, if you're dating without in serious intentions of marriage, you're practicing with people's hearts. Like you mean like hanging out? I mean like not like dating, like like hanging like hanging out as a friend. Yeah. Then do friend stuff. <laughs> like, what are friend stuff? Do what? I'm what, what not sex. Well, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Not yeah, slapping yeah. cheeks. Cross that one. <laughs> <laughs> now that. Yeah, Don't slapping cheeks. <laughs> slapping <laughs> cheeks. <laughs> <is hilarious. laughs> All right. <laughs> You're slapping cheeks. So what I'm saying is... Keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> right. We learned at the third grade, man. Keep your hands to yourself, man. And so if you do not if you do not want... You, you just can't practice. And that's essentially oh what you're God. doing. When you're dating... And this is why a lot of the younger, younger generation are getting hurt. Because they are practicing on each other and wondering why they got broken hearts. And you think because you are 21 or 22 or 23, you're invincible. But that hurt... It carries when you're 30. And what you end up doing is you end up stacking hurt upon hurt upon hurt upon hurt. And now you got a very broken heart because you have stacked it on yourself because you've been practicing. You was dating at 21 knowing you don't have what it takes to grow a fruitful, lifelong marital relationship. You just wanted to do it for fun. And although that relationship may be fun, that hurt you experience is not. That crying you experience afterwards is not. And then you get into another relationship before you fully healed. Because you want to do it for fun again, and you get hurt again and again, and now you're talking about men ain't shit, and women ain't shit, and that's because you have stacked hurt upon hurt without taking a time out. I guess what I'm saying is, is a lot of things you should practice on, but not with people's real ass feelings, emotions, and hearts. That's just the one thing I've learned growing, growing into the man I am now, is just like, people got real feelings. We can't be egocentric uh, about it. So while I understand the intentions may be like, you know what, I want to have just a friend, go have a friend. Mm -hmm. But ask yourself, are you really just looking for a friend? Because certain things you shouldn't ask a friend for, especially of the opposite sex. It'd be nice if we can have that Shania Latham love and basketball type relationship yeah. before they actually started fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but actually, but what happened? Know, what happened? Nude basketball. But what ended up happening? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> that brand that brown sugar love with yeah. Shania Latham again. Yeah. Before they start fucking. Yeah. What, yeah. what they end up doing. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. So so my point is my, my point is Mother forgive us. But I'm sorry, y'all. Patreon and audience, my bad. I've been trying to keep it uh nah, wholesome. Man, be yourself, please be yourself. But I guess my point is the relationships with between men and women have to be handled with care. Um, and it's on both parties. I'm not going to just say it's solely the man's responsibility. However, if you pride yourself on being a great leader, a great role model, active in the community, um, typical, if you want to say alpha male, it's not, and I think people misinterpret that word. It's not who's the most dominant, who can win in the fight and who has the most money. It's the person 
that breaks the the least amount of hearts that's as considerate to other people that's willing to yield when it's the best thing to do that's willing to walk away when you know somebody's feelings will be hurt if you continue that is the man i hope to be and that's the man i hope everybody wants to be so if that's the man you want to be you have to practice that even in friendship you have to know that i have to be a leader even though it's if both if me and you not me and you if me and you <laughs> we're in a relationship if you are a woman that's watching me right now yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it may be it, it may be both our faults if we end up getting hurt mm. because we both weren't ready mm. but as a man if you if you pride yourself on being a leader you have to lead by example it's not about being rah rah and boisterous it's about saying you know what we ain't ready yet mm. you know what i'm saying or this is going in a way where we know we don't want anything you have to be like let me step away and i think that that's something that like i said as the younger me wouldn't do again i reasoned the way you were saying i said well she wants the same thing but then i quickly realized that no she just liked me enough to not scare me away by saying she wanted more mm. And a lot of times, that's what it is. Not all the time, but a lot of times, it, you know, that should be considered. Man. Let's take a little commercial break and pay yeah. some bills Here we go. one time. All right. So, the Roommates Podcast is brought to you by our good, faithful friends yes. at Skillshare. No Skillshare. Yes, guys. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. You can take classes in everything from photography and creative writing to design, photography, oh, wrong thing. Said it already. <laughs> design, productivity, and more. <laughs> so whether you return to a lifelong time passion project, challenging yourself to get outside your comfort zone, or simply exploring something new, Skillshare classes just for you. Yes. And you know what I like about Skillshare? Please tell me, Hafiz. I feel like a lot of guys who are trying to be in an ACES path and self-better themselves, also have to better themselves financially. Mm -hmm. And Skillshare gives you a lot of really great tools to help you build more skills to be able to make a lot more money. But then you also said that there's a lot of great leadership courses on Skillshare, right? Yeah, so it's, especially if you're in like the business world, uh, it tells you, oh yeah, mm -hmm. oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll tell you like how to create <clears throat> a better work environment. <clears throat> Need some water. Got everybody else water. Hafiz didn't give me no water. Oh, it's I ridiculous. Bet. You don't drink water though. I give me some water. <laughs> Anyways, <Okay>. um, <laughs> how to listen to your employees and how to basically sell better and all kinds of things that Skillshare provides. So definitely, and also there's a lot of people that have been coming in my DMs. I don't know about yours. <laughs> wow. <laughs> say it. But say it one more time. Say what a you lot just... of people coming my <laughs> kids. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's getting ridiculous. No, wow. But now a lot of people asking about like financial advice and help and Skillshare has all those things. Um so financial advice for millennials, how to understand the stock market, all those things are on Skillshare.com. Oh really? For I'm dead serious. And guess what, Chris? Let's say it. It's free. Mm, free. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for the roommates listeners. Mm, mm, mm. Get two free. Did I say free? Free. Free months of Skillshare premium. That's right. Skillshare is offering the roommates podcast listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash roommates. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash roommates to start your two free months did you say free, Jordan? Free. And you know what? It's actually so good. Say it. That after the two months, you're still going to want it. Like that church thing. Say it. 
No, they say like a church, you try it out for a year and then you'll be. Oh, you'll yeah, be you, yeah, you try it out for two months, you'll go on more. <laughs> yeah. So, you give guys, me one year of your life and I promise you, you're going to change. You'll never be the same. You'll never be the same. So that's Shout Skillshare. out to all things. <laughs> that's Skillshare.com slash roommates, guys. Go ahead and sign up. I guarantee you guys, you learn so many really, 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 really dope skills. And back to the show. God dang, Ace. Ace, man. Ace. So, it's getting hot in here. Are you hot? I turned the AC for you. You did? Yeah. No, thank you. Okay. So one thing that I think would be a really, really good pivot to take is helping a lot of these young men who have these F-boy tendencies or full-fledged F-boys to be able to take responsibility and improve their life the way you did it. Because I think what ends up happening is... What I'm seeing is there's so many people just mad at men, mad at men, mad at men, bashing men, you know, calling them all kinds of names, but then there's no solutions. You know, like everyone's mm. a referee throwing the flag, but nobody's getting in the game making a change. Bars. <laughs> Off the dome. <laughs> but, um, and so I really want to create more conversations from men like you who are a huge inspiration to be able to help these men get these tangible ways of improving themselves and putting away their childish ways so check this out and i and i really mean this and i I hate and i know i've used this word like three times but i think it stems from a sense of toxic masculinity that we have to unpeel true story today i'm up in the crib with um, my uh, my poets, you know what I'm saying? The people that I roll with, I do business with, um, they're males. So anyway, we're all on the couch watching TV. It's a big couch, one blanket, one blanket. I'm shivering, I'm cold. I'm like, hey man, can I get some of that blanket? He like, nah, you ain't getting none of this blanket. <laughs> I'm like, why can't I have none of the blanket? He's like, bro, two dudes can't be on the same blanket. I'm like, bro, I'm cold though. Can I get some of that blanket? Like, we don't even got it. We ain't gonna be touching none of the blanket. I just want some blanket. It- <laughs> I just, want some I, just, I just want some blanket, bro. I'm shivering. It's cold in here. I got, I got, I, I just want some blanket. And and it's a, we had a 30 minute conversation. So basically, we got to the end of it that dudes would rather fight over the blanket than to share it mm. because they feel like it makes them feel less masculine. Mm. Like I, I don't care. Like get some blanket, dog. You look cold. I see goosebumps, bro. You want, <laughs> you want some blanket? But for a lot of a lot of fellas, it makes them uncomfortable. And so when you get into this space, like me talking to you about your feelings and emotions would probably make you feel uncomfortable if you're not used to being able to have open dialogue like that and that's mm. the problem we can talk about women cars clothes and sports would no you know no problem but when we talk talking about feelings dog you ask me how i feel like it's it's just so when because i get this a lot it's a lot of women that are asking me why don't you go teach men it's not that i don't want to i feel like my videos are applicable to anybody to, to listen if you got a problem just replace she with he and you mm-hmm. got the solution but the problem is i think men we 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 i don't know whether it I, i'm not i don't want to say because the way we are wired because i think conditioning has a big part of it mm-hmm. you know when you growing up and you start crying my mama hit me in the chest and say Shut up before I give you something to cry about. Why are you crying? You know, I'm not encouraged to feel. I'm not encouraged to talk and explore. And because of that, now you don't get to the root of the deep-seated problems. There's a lot of people that are sleeping around, not just because it makes them feel 
oh, I'm a man, but because it makes them feel like, oh, I'm a man. And that's how you define your masculinity. It's based off of how many women you can get. How small do you think of yourself? But yet and still, we can't open that dialogue because we can't unpeel that toxic masculinity that's uncovering it. If I talk to you about your sensitivity or lack thereof, you might call me soft. Well, I feel like, again, a masculine man, a man that's a leader is okay with being vulnerable at times because he knows that's where growth happens. You know what I mean? You got to be weak at times. That's how you can get strong. And so I feel like before we can have these conversations, it just has to be an atmosphere where we're okay with talking with each other about our emotions without somebody thinking that we soft. Like, bruh, share some of your blanket. Your man's cold. Your man's is cold over there, bruh. Mm. And, but we don't want to do that. Like, think about it. I see you shivering. How you going to feel? I'll be like, hey, bruh, come get some of this blanket. You're going to look at me funny. You're like, nah, bruh, I'm going to just shiver and be cold. Yeah, that's what you're going to ask me. Come <laughs> get some of this blanket. <laughs> You're gonna be like, nah, fam, I'm gonna shiver and be cold. But that's the same as true. When sometimes when a, a male will come to you to talk to you about how you handling situations, you you a, a man a shun it because it's coming from a man and they feel like they gotta be extra masculine and unvulnerable, but we don't have to be. You know, this is not barbaric times where you gotta prove that you can fight everybody. We, 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 can, we are okay. And so I think once we peel that back, now we can have those conversations. And I think it's extremely important that we do. But you got to think we fighting against 30, 40 years of a man's life where he's been conditioned to think this way. And so it's hard for me in one conversation to debunk that. And what suffers and who suffers is women. You know what I mean? And men. Because men go their whole life without having a true relationship, a true relationship. They may be married with children to a one woman for all their life, but they didn't really explore the depths of how great that relationship could be because they hold so many emotions and feelings inside because they think it makes them feel less of a man to express it. So we got to make it cool again for people to feel like that they can talk about. And it starts when people are boys. When you get them to men, it's kind of hard to change that shit. To be honest, the only thing, and it sucks, and it, man, we know it. You don't go to the doctor until your leg is falling off. That's when you're like, oh, shit, now I got to go. <laughs> and so a lot of times we have to experience some type of catastrophic hurt in order for us to see the need to change. And that has to change. So hopefully people that's watching it right now be like, you know what? Maybe I, maybe I do need to start figuratively sharing the blanket with my brothers. Because there's a lot of people that are mature. But they just feel like, man, he wouldn't receive it well, so I ain't going to say nothing to him. What was the conclusion of that conversation? Man, it, it spiraled out of control. So first of all, <laughs> it really there's pictures to prove that blankets were shared. <laughs> the blankets were shared, okay? Because, uh, yeah, blankets were shared. I just needed some over my feet, man, because I had them shorts. It was cold in there. So long story short. Listen, if you my dog, man, I ain't going to let you be cold. You know what I'm saying? I share some blanket. It don't make me feel no type of way about that. And I think that's another. I think just that simple like line, like you my dog, I see you, what you've been through. I see you just got out of a relationship. I know you not as, you know, as polished as you like make it seem out to be. Let me say this too. Cry. Like, 
cry. When was the last time you cried, Ace? Don't whoop, don't make me cry right now. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> nah. Honestly, I cry sometimes on live feed. I delete them. This boy Ace I delete them, but I do. Like, I take my shirt off I've and been, show my mask. Right. <laughs> I've been moved to tears a few times this last year, mm. and I. I always try to fight it, but then I remember, no, like there's so much toxic energy and negative energy that's trapped inside of us and, and some tears can release that. It's like if you allow yourself to feel that much about something to where it moves you to tears, then then that's what you need to do. But we fight it. And, and when you're fighting it, you're fighting your body's way of detoxifying you and so now you keep that energy whatever that hurt bottled inside because you don't allow it to come out you know what i mean if the only time you crying is at somebody's funeral that's a problem because there's good things to cry about there's losses that may not be death it may be a, a relationship or a friendship that need to be mourned so that you can move forward but if you're not doing that so i mean i know we're taught not to cry but maybe we should be taught too it's not weakness to feel and i think that that's why i i i i'm not a psychologist but i are psychotic y'all know y'all know my heart is in the right place but i imagine what stems from that is our inability to feel and and and, and do and express and like i said any guy that's listening right now i, I can imagine that they ain't cried in a long time now i ain't saying you got to cry over spilled milk but I'm just saying there's things that we experience that we should cry about. Chris, when was the last time you cried? <laughs> I can't see Chris ever crying. Nah, man. The last time I boohoo cried was probably like, I'll, I probably a year ago in August or some change. Really? Yeah, I'll tell you everything. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Let me add one more thing. Then when you are able to cry, now when your lady cries, you're not looking at her and asking her why she's crying. There, there are men... I used to be one of them. I used, that's why I said, I mean, it just takes some growth. There are men that will look at their lady cry and be like, what you crying for? Toughen up. No, no, that's not how you handle that situation. But because you don't cry, because you are not moved to emotion, because you don't realize there's nothing wrong with, with feeling now, when you are with that that woman who has that energy that 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 needs to be expressed, now you're not able to receive it in the way in which if she can't cry in front of the man that she loves, then where can she be vulnerable at? And the same is true. For, and I say this with all sincerity for the ladies that's watching. There's a lot of men that feel like they would be less of a man or be pictured as less of less strong in your eyes if they cried in front of you. So women, and I'm not saying it's your fault, but I'm just saying this is, we got to work hand in hand. Women also have to provide a place where a man can come and be vulnerable. Like this man has to go out in the world and be tough 24-7. He shouldn't have to come in his home where he has to feel that way also. And so he and her have to make that environment where it's safe inside these four walls where they can express, feel without judgment. Both ways. Hmm. 
Last nice time you cried, Hafiz. I know Lady to Wonder. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, I'm a crybaby. <laughs> but no, it was it was last week. Um, <laughs> I didn't and then the week before, the time before that was like Super Bowl Sunday. Something. But no, so to Ace's point, that was. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So much love and support and uplifting masculine, masculinity in this room. <laughs> but no, to the point that Ace brought up, it's really good because I realized why parents told you to stop crying as a kid. So I, I used to teach preschool and my kids would cry all the time. And it's because at, at times when you were a child, you cry to manipulate emotion. You know what I mean? So you cry to get somebody to do something. So in reality, what the parent was punishing was not the crime, but was the manipulation. Exactly. You know, so like the kid, like I want the toy now. You know, you get no toy, cause you know, so he's crying to manipulate. Cry, but, I'm gonna cry with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, and but but the good thing about it is crying to express. Mm. You know, like you said, to to get it out. And I think it was like uh, last year I had a goal because I used to cry a lot. I had a <laughs> I had a goal last year. I said, Ace, <laughs> but I had a goal. I had a goal uh, last year to not cry, and um, it didn't work. <laughs> it did not last <laughs> But no, I was like in August. No, it's funny. It was August. Stop We're crying at, with me. It wasn't together. It was not. <laughs> Y'all went together. It was crying. not together. Y'all went away from co-crying. Yeah. We was not co-crying. Okay. Don't share my blanket. It was, <laughs> it's getting ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, it was at Cousin Nick's Barbecue. Shout out Cousin Nick. I love Shout you, Cousin, Cousin Nick. Nick. The Cousin Nick's Barbecue. And I was making some burgers. And I was thinking about my little brother. And like, oh, that's what I was crying at during church on Sunday. This Sunday, this yeah, past remember one? We watching during that oh, movie? Yeah, yeah. You did cry in that movie, <laughs> but uh, I was thinking about my little brother, and I get really emotional when I think mm-hmm. about him. And then, so last Sunday, we we're at church, and they showed a movie mm-hmm. about like this the tsunami that hit was it Singapore, <laughs> Sri Lanka, some one of those Asian. Countries. It's called The Impossible. The I think Impossible. That's what yeah. the movie's called. Yeah, and so there was a, a a moment in the movie where like. Basically, the family got split up. The mom and son were, like, lost on one side of the country, and the father and the other sons were lost. And there was a moment at the end when, like, after, like, all this craziness and all this chaos, Mm -hmm. the two brothers, the brothers finally, like, caught up. Mm -hmm. And, like, yeah, brother to brother. (laughs) You can't be going. I look to the left. Hoppy's like... (laughs) In a fetal position. In church. Not praying. (laughs) But uh, but no, that's really good, and I, and I, and so I think it's um I'm starting to become more comfortable with it mm-hmm. because you know I want people to think I'm soft, you mm-hmm. know. But to your point, you know, because I feel like you said there's there's so much of a culture that we were raised in, like kind of that like that thug life culture of the early 2000s, you know, with the baggy jeans and the seven X salties and stuff like that. So I really really do appreciate like you talking about the importance of expressing yourself. But for a lot of guys. T- the reality is, like, it's hard to find people to express yourself to. Like, and to accept that. Because, I mean, I had women this year tell me that, like, since I know a lot about myself, not really in my feelings like that as far as, like, just crying, but uh, they said, like, you know, it was kind of weird, you know? Like, how do you know so much about oh, you? I know. You know, it's like, where they want the, you know, the tough, you know... Whole head ass They can't Yeah Can't turn fully Yeah Yeah. (laughs) But it it, it, But that to your point though We have to Man Y'all be easy in the comment section Because it's about to pivot Here we go So listen Pivot And I'm going to speak to 
women, you you not y'all know I got y'all back. Go to my page, ninety nine percent. But like, till you, you kill. But men, we <laughs> also have to be super selective too, and we have to prioritize different things. Just as just as I encourage women to look deeper than just financial and 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 social status with a with a man, we also have to with women look deeper than bodies and sexuality. And that's a lot a lot of times where we stop. And that's the problem. We find somebody that's decent enough to put up with, but look good. Yeah. And that's the problem. Because that person, they're not able to handle you, all of you. We have to find somebody. Not, I, I don't want to use the word handle because that, that gives a negative connotation. But somebody that's ready to receive all of you. And, and see everything that you bring as a gift and something that can be added um, to their lives. And not everybody's glove is that big. And that's the problem. The problem is trying to fit all of you in the right person's glove. And if they they mitt ain't there, then you you the glove don't fit. fit. Right, like like, <laughs> and that's the problem. So we all we have to do that. And so when you are looking for somebody that is a potential spouse as a man, you have to look at somebody. And I made a video about this, and I promise it made everybody mad. But I really stand behind it. I'm more than just a provider. That is something I do, but that is not define who I am. And it's a lot of people like, no, you mean you ain't going to provide? No, I'm saying I'm more than that. I'm more than just your protector. Those are things that are, that, that are part of my duties, but that's not who I am. If you can't love me past those things, not saying that I won't do it, but see me as Ace, as Tony, see me as who I am. You know what I'm saying? And the same is true with guys, with women. We have to see who they are internally and fall in love with their spirit, their soul, their aura, their personality. We have to be able to close our eyes and love them just as much. And a lot of times we don't do that. Because asses be fat out here, man. I mean, it'd be ridiculous, man. They be fat out here. I went to the lobby. I was like, oh my God. And and hold on. Because we were just talking. This is a man... Y'all just okay, yeah, no, no, no. we just in a roommate pass. Here we go. <laughs> Cause I was talking about that with my fellas the other day. I was like, man, I don't understand what it is about asses, booties, mm. booties, booties that make guys do look, act a certain different way. Is it the circumference? Is it the I, I, I don't know. Is it the way it moves? With it, it the, the bouncing. Boop, boop, boop. But I'm telling you, it is something about two cheeks mm. on the woman that sit right that'll make men go lose. All kind of rational decision making when it comes to who we would choose as a spouse. Yeah. You know, we have to look deeper than that. And so I encourage women to look deeper than just a guy's financial status. That don't mean you got to find somebody that's broke. And I'm asking men to look deeper than somebody's ass. It don't mean she ain't got to have no ass at all. It just means Amen. look deeper than the ass. That's it. Uh, no, nah, I agree. No, nah, because I mean, you definitely don't want just that physical or the provider part and let that go away one day one day i may lose my job and now you're looking at me crazy and you want to yep. just walk out and that's and i and i ain't having that <laughs> how i'm not having it you're not but a lot of people don't want to love you past the present that, that, that's, the problem. that's what i'm saying like when you agreeing to love somebody you are loving three phases of them you have to be able to love who they were not that you like everything that they are or were, not that you like all of their choices, but you know that this had a part in making them who they are today. Of course, you got to love who they are now, but then also you have to say, I'm going to love who you're going to evolve into. And a lot of people are not ready to accept that. So mm -hmm. that's why I said when it comes to a woman, that is honestly 
the most important choice a man will ever have to make. And it shouldn't be treated lightly and it shouldn't be based off of trivial things like tits and ass. It should be based off of who this person is and can they support you, all of which you are and who you're going to become. And that's way more important than just all these other things that we look at. I agree. The most important decisions of man life is who he chooses to marry. I love it. Mm -hmm. So in closing, there's two things I want to hear you hear you touch upon. So at the beginning of the conversation about the F-boys, you said that the, the first kind of F-boy is just a blatant guy. You know, the guy who's just out, you know, hurting women, doing whatever he wants. He doesn't care, just living recklessly. So if that guy was listening right now, what would be an advice or something that you would share to him to help him get on a better and healthier path? You ain't going to find it. Mm. You're not going to find it this way. And that's just the honest truth about it. You know what I mean? There'll never be enough women, there'll never be enough cars, there'll never be enough money to replace the fact that you don't love yourself the way you should. Mm. So a lot of times I feel like people are using those other things to replace the void of not really loving themselves the right way. So, I mean, I know coming from me, dog, it's going to sound weird, but bro, you got to stop to love yourself a little bit better and um, have a higher standard for you. You know what I'm saying? stick ain't free that's the attitude you should have man and we got to quit giving it away like it's candy we really got to pride ourselves um a little bit more than that and it, it 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 really dictates to our worth if we are giving ourselves freely to everybody how much do we really think we're worth just as you know i would tell a young lady she should be earned dog you you should be earned too you're worth it and i don't think men hear that enough mm. So um, you're worth it, man. And so I just want you to realize that you are. And once you realize you do, um, and you are, and you are a king, you will start acting as such. And what about the guy who um, is a good guy with F-boy tendencies who, you know, or even a guy who's struggling to do, to do the right thing? What would be advice to somebody like that? I would say the advice is, man, You got to wake up. You know what I mean? You just got to wake up. It's cool living in this oblivious world where you think that it revolves around you, but there's other people that matter. And so with that being said, you got to start making lifestyle changes to where now you are acting in harmony in which you want to be. You already have a vision. You already know you want to be this type of man. Now you got to do what it takes to become that. And I, that's why I talk about the winning mentality a lot. Winners win, losers lose, period. This is how it is. But it isn't about actual scoreboards. Winners win before they even play the game. And right now you have the opportunity to prepare yourself um, to be a winner in life. Um, and that means sometimes stepping away and practicing and making the sacrifices. You got to be in the gym shooting, um, even when everybody else is going out clubbing. You know, you got you to gotta make the sacrifice if you want to be a champion and get your ring. The same is true. Within these relationships, sometimes you got to step out right now because you don't see what you're doing because you're too focused and you're too in the game. You're going from woman to woman to woman. You don't see what's happening. Step back, take a time out, look at the tape, see why these relationships are not working out, see why you haven't been in a relationship for six or seven years, understand the reasoning, then make sacrifices. You may think that this girl is the right girl for you, 
but you're not the right one for her yet. So you might have to make sacrifices in practice when it comes to affirming yourself, when it comes to learning about yourself and doing all these things so that you're ready now to be inserted in the game and win that championship, fam. And people think winning happens overnight. It don't. You know what I'm saying? The the most successful relationships, marital relationships, aren't successful because of what they did after they said I do. It's what they did before they did. It's the preparation they did on their character. Who you are 30 years into your life is probably who you're going to be. You may upgrade a little bit. So if you're listening and you're 21 and 22, don't let those negative habits have time to solidify. Because once you get like an old dog like me, it's harder to change these things, okay? So, again, you might look at it as minute things are easy to avoid things that don't have um, too many consequences on your future. But it does. It affects you if you don't change it now. I love it. Love it. Anything you have for him? Anything you want to share in closing? Um, just yeah, <clears throat> to touch the whole blanket thing. I think that um, <laughs> I know, right? It's kind of crazy, huh. but I think that it's men that have that natural like I can open like open myself up and ask my brother how they're doing. I think they just should just do that. If you know you have a uh, one of your guy friends and you see him going through a hard time, or you know some information that other people don't know. It's okay to open the door and really say, hey, man, I'm struggling with this. And, and, you know, I know you're going through this as well. So I just want to see how you're doing and check up. So really just ask and check up on your friend and really start that conversation um, initially. It's going to be sometimes it's hard for people to really open up and, and get that get that going. But if you really, you know, ask first, you can really impact on a lot of people by just asking. Can I add one more thing? Yes, please, 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 please. Um, we have to change what we value also. Yeah. When we do, we've, we've been doing these summits, um, and I do shows, and, you know, 95 to 97% are women. 99, 99 95% are women. <laughs> if you look at my followers, you know what I'm saying, probably like 96% are women. Yeah. But it's because they value relationships and how to improve them. We have to start valuing relationships enough to where we're interested in going to things that are having dialogue about them, that we're interested in going to counselors and therapists, that we're interested in following gurus or coaches online to get different tip points that we can add in our lives, just as we value sports. And we'll go to a sports game and we'll watch SportsCenter or we value money. We'll follow Tony Robbins and this person and this person. So it's at the core what we value. If you value, and, and like I said, I know it's, it's probably some deep genetic reason somewhere, I don't know, and then you got conditioning and environmental stim, you know, stimulus, to, but at the end of the day, I'm more than how much I make and what I do, and I'm okay with that. If that makes me soft to somebody, cool, and I think as a man, your life will change the minute you start valuing what you can contribute to a relationship outside of those things. Mm. Period. That's all relationships. Yep. No, and I love that. And I think that something that we wanted to do with the podcast from the very beginning was that I realized that a lot of men either were not having these conversations or wanted to have them, but there was no space where it was 
cool, comfortable, or even to use some of the leftist trigger words, safe enough, you know? And we wanted to create that space. And we just thank you so much for being here, sharing, really blessing the people. And my encouragement to the people, I'm going to look at the camera now. My encouragement to you guys is if you guys need people to connect with people, to talk to people, to communicate with, you know, me and Chris, you know, have the Patreon for that very reason. We want to create community. We want to help men begin to express themselves, begin to share and talk and build with one another. And also, if you guys want some more one-on-one stuff, we have coaching. Ace, do you do coaching as well? I do. Um, I do. Okay. So Ace, <laughs> Ace does, you know, Ace does coaching as well. So we, we want to be able to be here for you, to support you, and to encourage you. And, and guys, I think something that Ace just kept on communicating to me that stood out is be honest, be healthy, and express things. Like we have to be, begin to create a culture where we can express things, to be vulnerable, and to understand that that is strength. I remember there was this, um, ancient Japanese proverb that said uh, the most powerful samurai isn't the one who has killed the most with the sword is the one who's used the sword the least because he's the one who has all the power but chooses to not use it and so I feel like so many times as a man you believe that because I have all this strength and I have all this testosterone and I have all these passions and desires I'm just using it as like a weapon of mass destruction but like you like Stevon talked about mastering the dog and like you talked about healing and discovering yourself I believe that's one of the best things to do to be able to create a healthier and better society now listen now I swear this is the last thing I'm gonna say no, 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 no. we love it so love I worked it. I worked basically all of my 20s as a nurse mm-hmm. and i've seen a countless of people um die i've seen them at the end stage of their life all right men more frequently to women because we we suffer you know we at the end of life who's there her she was and that's what i want men to realize at the end of your life that woman that you treated well will be there I've seen a couple best friends here and there, you know, visit for a little bit, then leave. But she will be there. She'll feed you when you can't feed yourself. She'll help turn you. She'll make sure the nurses are giving you the right medicine. She will be there. And it's, it's, it sucks because a lot of times, no offense to our best friends. I love my best friend. That's my dog. But he ain't going to be wiping my ass when I get home. <laughs> so... I want you guys that's listening to think about your life 50 or 60 years in the future. Understand if you find that one woman and treat her white, she's going to be there to hold your hand. But uh, if you don't, you'll be there by yourself. And I've seen a lot of men there by themselves because they didn't treat that woman right. Ace, where can they reach you at? Um, You can reach me at Ace Metaphor on all platforms, um, A-C-E-M-E-T-A-P-H-O-R. And um, yeah, pretty much there. Man, what a blessing! What a blessing! Thank guys, you, guys. Make thank sure you, you follow, you. follow, follow Ace. And as usual, guys, you know how we get down the podcast. Send Ace a DM. Reach out to him. Let him know what about the podcast stood out to you. What really benefited your life, guys? That's your gift to us. Our gift to you is this episode. Your gift to us is to reach out to Ace, follow him, connect with him, build with him, network with him, and really, really let him know how he's blessed you. My name is Hafiz. Chris is starting the show. We'll see you on Thursday. Join us on Patreon. We'll and, see you there. and we are joined by the one and only. Ace Metaphor. Shout out to y'all. Yes, and we are the roommates, guys. Comment, comment, comment. Share, share, all that share. Good stuff. We're the roommates and... Bro!
We're out of here.